Honest Touch, the podcast with Sean Wilkes. All right, let's go. You ready? Ready to go? Yeah, is my volume all right for you? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Yeah, can you? If, if you can hear me fine, let's go. Mate, Matty Lagum. Good to have you on, my friend. Um, how to describe you? Gary Goals, <laughs> to be honest, mate. Gary Goals. Um, yeah, thanks for the, uh, the call-up, mate. I think it's... Yeah, mate, buzzing to have you on, to be fair. I enjoyed Bolt's first one. That was, uh, that was really good. Yeah, Morsey's out tomorrow, um, which will be interesting. Um, I'm going to... Sorry, I'm going to ask you a question straight up. Um, how many career goals do you think you scored from the start, roughly, 07-08 to now? Wow. Put me straight on the spot. First question. <laughs> yeah, how many? A rough, rough figure. Uh, I think, well, I think you'd be looking 200 plus. I don't know. Two fifty. It's a tough one to answer that. Yeah, I'm trying to think recent times and then try and work back. But yeah, mate, not a clue. Not a clue. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine I'll put you on the spot. Two three hundred, maybe. Yeah, that's respectable. And I mean, no real sort of bad injury seasons. You've been doing it for like ten plus seasons, going at it every every game. Like playing every game, like not really many sub appearances. You're always in the starting eleven with from the clubs I known you at and stuff like that. It's uh, it's yeah. ridiculous how you you made the transition from juniors. There's not many people that do that. It, score load of goals at juniors, go to youth, and then transition onto men's and the level, the steps you've played at. It's ridiculous, to be honest. No, I think yeah, I've I've been lucky with it. Just to be fair, I've had I've had the odd one, but I remember having a bad hamstring injury once, pulling my hamstring. That was horrible. And yeah, proper pulling it. And I remember that that was probably one of the worst injuries I've had. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I've been quite lucky in that sense. Um, yeah, and yeah, I mean, just keep going, don't you? If you uh, if you can, I mean, it's just keep 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 going as long as you can. But yeah, I mean, it's catching up with me a bit now, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, you got a few more seasons in you, hundred percent. I hope so, mate. So tell me from the start, then we'll go from Rofley and Quorn. Um, I think I obviously I've known you for a long time, and I can't really remember you playing at Rofley. Who was there, and how did it all start? What? Why was that the first sort of men's club? Because they were a successful side, Rofley Imps were. Yeah. Even before Multi won it with the Senior League. Before then, they were still a successful side. I think, yeah, lo- locally, they've always been a, a proper club, haven't they? You know, going back yeah. decades even, you know what I mean? They've been always been a a well-known local local football club, haven't they? And um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I put a line in the sand at Rofley. Before that, even like, well, 16, 17, I was playing like, Corn reserves, Loughborough Dynamo reserves, but then I thought, well, I go from 0708. That's when I was like 18. Yeah. You're in men's football. You you properly playing with you know in a bloke's league sort of thing. So 
it was yeah. it was to be fair, it was a group of us went over there. I think basically Brian Malloy took over. Uh, yeah. Over. And I think the season before we played for Loughborough Dynamo Reserves under Sean Sex, who was Brian's mate. And I think that they then folded, I think finances or whatever, they, they wrapped they wrapped the reserves for for a bit. And yeah. That, and that meant lads had no club really and I think Brian took over at Rofi and got got a lot of us over there so uh, there was a good good group of us a very young team but I will say we were very young young side and I don't think we had much any you know much expectations but it it was a real good good start to men's football really and there was some real so that was the Leicester Senior League prep Prem division and there were some good, yeah. good sides in there at the time there was um, your Kirby's, your Barras, your, your Bardens, um, yeah, some real, real clubs in there. That and it was a t- tough, tough league, and we certainly, certainly had a roller coaster of a of a season, really. Um, I mean, the <laughs> the one really, but I will always stick in my mind was the the Kirby result for us, where we we got absolutely dicked. Um, yeah, seventeen one. Unbelievable. Man. I mean, we're all, we're all, the majority of us are all what, 17, 18, 19 years old. It was around Christmas time. So I think, as you can imagine, we'd all been out pretty much every, every day over Christmas. Yeah. Um, I think this was, might have been between Christmas and New Year, we had a game, which I always think is a bit, bit daft for like local football. I get yeah, it, it is. Yeah. People want to watch a bit of football and that. But for the lads who want to just have, you know, a good Christmas, it's always a bit of a, a bit of a yeah. fun one, but anyway, yeah, we got we got absolutely mullered seventeen. And the funny thing is, we went one nil up. <laughs> so we went one nil up and ended up, yeah, getting getting absolutely rolled seventeen. I think it was seventeen one. Um, and then yeah, that was a bit of a yeah, welcome to men's football. I think. Yeah, when you go one nil <laughs> up in games like that, you sort of like poking the dragon, didn't you? Yeah, sort of thing. you have to describe it, and then they wake up, and then they get going. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, I think they were the team to beat that year. I think they, I'm, I'm sure they won won the league. And got yeah, I think they did East Mids Counties League, and yeah, they had a very good, very good side. You know what I mean? Just one of them teams that was solid all over, and yeah, we, I mean, yeah, we just got absolutely mullered. But then, yeah. Funny thing is, we then played the week after. I remember it vividly. And week after, I'm sure Brian maybe quit after that because he, he couldn't believe it. I think he was so embarrassed. He he, he took yeah. the time. I think he took the time and maybe came back for a bit. I can't, can't quite remember. But anyway, I remember we went to St Andrews the week after and obviously we'd just been beat 71 and they were another good, good strong team in that league and, and ended up yeah. rolling, rolling them 3-0. It was just like, <laughs> you know, one extreme to the other, really. Yeah, I mean, you caught that senior league when it was really strong and then they all broke away to the East Midlands counties. I mean, there were some good players and good teams in there, speaking to Multi at, at Barden and things like that. And can't imagine how, how strong it would be now if it if they were all still in there sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, definitely. Obviously, the East Midlands come and changed it all up, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was for the better. I think that East Midlands league was was a good a good move but at the same time imagine what if you had all them clubs still in the senior league together plus plus a couple of more you, you'd have a right good strong local league now wouldn't you but yeah it'd be really good yeah it would so then you went on to Quorn yeah 2008, so, 2010 
that's it. Yeah. So finished at Rothlin and kind of went back back to corner. I'd already obviously played there a bit when I was younger for 18 reserves and what have you. So I thought, yeah, go back, try and try and work my way in there and, and give it a go. I was mainly mainly in the reserves there when I went back. I, I was getting in and out of the first team in the first season on the bench a lot. And that's yeah. the thing. Um but yeah, mainly reserves. And um I remember it was quite quite lucky really because I'd get the best of both worlds in, in some sense. Cause at the time both the reserves and the first team were quite doing quite well, quite successful. So yeah. I know at the end, end of that first season there, so the 0809 season, we I think the reserves got to a cup final and then so did the first team. And yeah. I'd been kind of in both camps. I was lucky to yeah. get to play in the reserve team, which was kind of my my team I'd been in more anyway. And then also yeah. made the made the bench for the first team in their final, which was at, at King Power. So that was the first time oh, I had class, yeah. a chance to get, you know, obviously go to the King Power and all that. So I was buzzing that I got to got to have a both yeah. foot in both oh, stadium, is it? No, not at all. And um, yeah, it was uh, good. I mean, we lost the final to Barwell. I remember we got we got done there by by Barwell, who had a very again had a very good team at the time. Um, yeah, but again, just a good experience, really. For hundred percent, invaluable. Yeah, I think I got on last ten fifteen, but yeah, it was just being part of it. Just was a good experience, you know. what I mean, and then we yeah, won definitely. the reserve final. So it was good anyway. Yeah, I think I can remember that. Um, who did you did you play Barrow in one of the games, or was it Barrow in the final? Barrow was out, was it? I don't know. I'm sure, remember, I'm sure we won one nil. I think we won one nil, and um, Wilboy scored. I think Will Richards bagged. Yeah, but I can't remember who we were playing. To be fair, but we're, for a reserve team, and again, we we're a young side, obviously, but we had some good good players. We had a good yeah good good team really. Um, and then, and then, yeah, well, there was quite a lot of change at the end of that season. Though. So the managers that were at the first team was Gavo Tool and Charlie Palmer, who were were quite strong, strong willed gaffers. And then they went, and then Dougie Keys came in that summer. Um, yeah, so it was quite a bit of change, and but yeah, it was just a good, again good local local club, isn't it? So. You know. Yeah, I, I was speaking to Mixie about it and, and Moulty about Quan. Um, obviously, it had its own stadium. It always had like a, a big pre-season friendly against Leicester. So it got a load of people down. It was too, There was a lot of people at the gate. Uh, I always think like with Quan, obviously I've spoke about him a couple of times in previous sort of with all the, the other lads. They're obviously a bit of a, a private club. You don't really know what's going on internally, only through like, rumours and stuff but there's, I think they're like 10 years ahead of the time like they've got this 3G pitch they're one of the first to do it it's an absolute cash cow isn't it sort of thing like they're going to keep going and going and there's not really any clubs like that that's got that going and they always had the best young players like yourself Migsy were there and whatnot, and just they always had a good sort of supply chain of good young lads coming up yeah I mean it's surprising they haven't kicked on as a as a club really and they're still at the mm. level they are I mean 
it's not through one at a try and I don't think is it you know they've, no. they've been through some managers and what have you to try and try and get, yeah. up, get up the leagues but I think for one reason or another yeah they're still obviously stuck at the level they're at and and yeah I think with this, the the ground as it is and the structure in place they should be at least should uh, be kicking on now should be at least a league higher if not a league, you know two leagues high really and with you know your Barwells and your Colvilles really with who have managed to make that step up, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. It was a funny, funny one. So, yeah, so second season at Corn again, I was in and out, in and out, in and out with Dougie. And I just thought, you know what, I, I want to just go and kind of get, make make my own kind of name for myself rather than, yeah, I was stuck at, not really getting a run of games that I felt I should have and I was just frustrated really and I thought yeah do you know what let's have a look at other cl- other, what other local clubs are around here what, where can I go and have a have a bit of a go and yeah, yeah Shed, Shed was a funny one mate so they had a manager called Barry Baker it sounds a <laughs> sounds a comedy sketch straight away doesn't it Barry Baker what <laughs> 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 But anyway, he uh, so they brought in this Barry Baker. He was from over Grantham Way or something, and he were giving it. I think he knew someone in the Nottingham, Nottingham Forest Academy or something because he were picking up a load of lads that had been been released from Forest that summer, and uh, mm-hmm. they were bringing them all over to Shepshed. I don't know how he got the Shepshed job, but my God, he was he was fucking he was a joke, mate. He was awful, <laughs> bless him. He was so out his depth. It was just so out his depth. It was untrue. Yeah. It was like a kids' manager trying to be a Shed Shed with what Evo stick. So step step four manager. And it was just like, yeah. nah, you ain't you ain't got a Scooby Doo. But it was a nice bloke and it weren't through want of you know trying. But anyway, I I took it upon myself. I just got his number off the website or something. And I thought, I'm just gonna give him a bell. You know, I ain't got nothing to lose. I'm at corn in going down a dead end a bit with with what's going on there thought I'd just give this yeah. bloke, this bloke a ring so I rang him just had a chat with him and said look interesting coming down local player blah 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 he said oh yeah happy for you to come down and have a look at you sort of thing he says we've already got a number nine sorted um, lad called Adam Newbold uh, he'd just been released by Forest he actually he actually made I think he made a couple of appearances for his first team I know he scored for him and I thought oh I've heard that name let me yeah. do it let me Google him. I have a lot. Oh shit! Yeah, he. Then I has been released by Forest, but he's gonna be, he's gonna be mustered. So I thought I'm gonna be in the same situation. It. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I thought, well, sod it, sod it. I'll give it, a, give it a run, give it a go, and got nothing to lose, sort of thing. So anyway, I went down pre-season on my own. Didn't know anyone because he brought all these lads in from all over. Yeah, so it went like it was local lads that I knew. So I pushed myself a bit out of my comfort zone, really. Um, and thought, yeah, why not? I went down pre-season, um, got on got on well with the lads, enjoyed it, scored a few pre-season. And then this Adam Adam Newbold, he was, I think he was struggling with injuries in pre-season. That he was really struggling and he, yeah. he weren't scoring pre-season and he, he were in and out and thought, I got, I got off a chance here. So, yeah, just carried on going. And then, yeah, they asked me to sign a few weeks into pre-season. And then, yeah, for first game of the season, uh, he started, man. I thought, hell, brilliant. Like, that's what I wanted and just went from there, really. But 
yeah, it uh, it was interesting, interesting little few weeks with them. To be fair, um, yeah, I can imagine. They had a half decent side, but again, it was just a dead young team because obviously, like I say, a lot of these lads had been been released out of Forest Academy and all that, and they, they weren't used to men's football. Do you know what I mean? And we were getting mm. we were getting bullied by by some teams and, and what have you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a good. A good move for me in the long run, and glad I glad I took it on. But this Barry Baker, yeah, he didn't he didn't last very long. <laughs> Barry Baker, <laughs> Barry Baker, he didn't he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it lasted about I can't remember. It must have lasted about two months, and then he had some some sort of health scare, I think. But I think I don't know whether he was just putting that on because he he I think he realised it. Uh, it was out his depth, so I think he yeah. He made up. He had some some issues and kind of took himself out of the back door, mate. But so with sorry with Loughborough Dynamo, the next next club, you they're sort of the same level. Yeah. So so look. So at the time, this was so Shepshed, Quorn, and Loughborough are all in the same league. And Col Colville, well, I think Colville were league lower, and Colville ended up getting promoted in the end. But yeah, it was like Shepshed, Loughborough, Corn, all in the same league. So it was a good dead, you know, competitive derbies and, you know, rivalry there. It was it was good to be a part of, really. So, yeah, I had about the first 10 games or so at Shepshed. I can't remember. I think it was about to about September, October time. Yeah. And, um, so Shepshed got rid of Barry Baker or he left or whatever and they brought in a bloke called Dave Frecklington, Frex. He was, um, yeah. so he was still playing, but he was player manager, and he, it was his first job in management. And he he came in, got on well with him straight away. You know, he's kind of tells you how he sees it, and you know, up, up front we earn. You know, I like I like that kind of management really. But he obviously had his own ideas. He was from Lincoln Way, so he brought in brought in some of his own lads. Um, and to fair, I'd, I'd been I'd started the season really well. I was top scorer. I'd been bagging bagging a few, and yeah, I was really enjoying my football. And then yeah, he, he came in, um, coming with some of his own ideas. I was still playing, starting for him and whatever, but he was coming with the same. Yeah. And then slowly but surely, kind of uh, was in a bit more competition for my place and what have you, uh, and. We'd played Loughborough a couple of times early on that season. Uh, FA Cup, I think, was one. And then we played them in the league on the bank holiday as well. So we played them twice. And I think I'd scored definitely in one of the games. I can't remember if I scored in both against them. So I'd, I'd done, done all right against them, to be fair. And I remember, yeah. I, bet, I think Betsy was, yeah, so Jake Betsy was at Loughborough at the time. And I was mates with him. I'd known him since I was dead young. And he yeah. said, oh, I remember him getting in touch saying, oh, we're after a striker. Would you be interested? Um the gaffers mentioned you to, to me sort of thing. And I was like, do you know what? Probably would be a better, better pitch. I think Loughborough had a better side. Yeah. There. We were near the, we were scrambling near the bottom. They were comfortably mid table for, yeah. Do you know what? I, I would be, I would be interested. So spoke to, spoke to that Frex, said, look, I had this blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, if, if you want to go, I won't stand in your way. Brought in, to be fair, brought in a lad called Greg Smith, who now plays. He plays. Yeah, he, he plays for. 
Does he play for Curtis Woodhouse's team? Yes, Gainsborough. Wait, what? Yeah, Gainsborough. Yeah, because he was at Newark a couple of years ago, a couple of seasons yeah. ago. He's a big guy. He's a fucking beast, to be fair. He was yeah. massive back then, and he was only about eighteen. And he's—I don't think he's yeah. changed over the last ten years. He's fucking huge. Um, he brought him in, who's just obviously young, raw, but massive and a presence. Uh, and yeah, I think yeah. He, fancied, he fancied him in that league. It's a, it's a physical, tough league. I mean, that was my game as well. But it, I mean, he fucking was something else, to be fair. Yeah, but, he's a big guy, isn't he? Yeah. So, so he says, yeah, you can go, you can go. That's all right, that's fine. Then I'll sort out. The only thing was, the next game was Loughborough Shepshed. So yeah. it's like, oh, you can go, but you're not allowed to play. We're not going to waive the seven days or anything, so you can't play in that game. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. I'd love to have played in that game. We didn't leave on a bad note or anything at all. Yeah. Like, it's fine, but I thought, oh, I'd love to have played in that game. You know, you always want to play against your old team, don't you? But anyway, yeah. so I don't know how we wrangled it, but Luffy was <laughs> struggling for strikers. So I remember they did a bit of a deal where I could play in it in the end. I don't know how we managed... I don't know why I should have said yes because I don't know what they would have gained from letting me play. No, nothing. Maybe before I was shit and I'd probably have a stinker. So. Yeah. Anyway, so, but Loughborough were the better side at the time anyway. So it was a bit of a, yeah. a weird one why they'd let me play. But anyway, so I did. <laughs> we ended, so first game, we ended up smashing Shepshed for about five or six and I scored two on my debut against them. Yeah. And left like about an hour before. <laughs> Oh my god, that's ridiculous! <laughs> yeah, so it was mad, really. And I remember I still obviously was in touch with a few of the lads at Shepshed. And I remember my mate, um, Noz, who was still at Shepshed, he just said, Frex lost his head in the change room afterwards <laughs> about it. And I was thinking, well, he shouldn't have let me play, really. He was a bit of a no, you can't be doing that, can you? He dropped, no, I mean. It was oh, I don't know, but I was absolutely buzzing and yeah, scored two against them on my first game. Oh, right. did, did you celebrate? No, I didn't. You know, it was fucking. But oh, I won't celebrate because to be fair, the Shepshed fans and all that who like the diehards, they're all great, great blokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got on really well with them straight away. Like, yeah, they're all just mad as anything, and but just sound bunch of guys. And nah, to be fair, I just kept it low key, mate. Yeah, class from you. <laughs> It's just like just pausing the obviously the teams and you played. Has it been like any sets of fans before where they've they've hammered you and you've you've gone and scored and just literally just shut them up or or has there been any that's like got in your head a little bit and you've had a stinker? Um, yeah, it's been a bit of both. To be fair, it's yeah. Trying to trying to think to be to be fair, there was the Hereford Hereford game. For Shepshed a bit later down the line, where I'm, yeah, so that was the biggest crowd I've ever played played in front. Of, oh, well, one of the biggest. So it was it was a massive yeah. crowd there, and it felt felt like a proper like you're playing in like a fucking professional game sort of thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I put us one nil up against them, and I'm yeah. like, oh man, yeah, I'm yeah. nuts, absolutely buzzing. You know what I mean? Put us away at away at Hereford, where there's probably two and a half, two and a half thousand people there. And gone nuts and like gave it loads. And then literally, I didn't even 
barely made it back to the halfway line and they went straight up with Ren and equalised. Oh my God. So I was like giving it stacks and then literally 30 seconds later it's one all. So I was like, fucking hell. But my that- question on, on that game, was it a penalty? Yeah, so they beat us with a penalty last, like literally last minute and it was never a penalty. Never a penalty. Mm. We got We got robbed that day. It's yeah. what they're saying, and even at that level, which was obviously nothing close to being a professional level, but it's true what they say in terms of fans and that influence the referees. Oh, 100%. But that was right, like at their end, where they had the most fans in, like, I think they call it the shed end or something, and there were like loads yeah. of fans in there, and they went nuts, and it was never a pen. They just went bomb it, and the ref just fucking shit himself and blew his whistle and gave it. Yeah. So I think. It does have an impact, doesn't it? You know, when... Yeah, 100%. Even like... It shouldn't do, at that sort of level. But, yeah, we got we definitely got robbed that day. So, that yeah. was one that springs to mind. But, yeah, there's been... There's been... In, Ilkeston was always a good one. When I've ever played at Ilkeston, you get loads off them. They're, they're like a lively bunch of fans. Do they get good numbers? They do. Yeah, they do get good numbers. They get... Four or five hundred. Um, yeah, it's good, isn't it? So, solid numbers, really. Um, I remember it weren't me personally who scored, but we played for Loughborough once. I think it was Joe Shaw actually. He scored, and he got, I don't know how, but he <laughs> equalised like right at the death against Stafford Rangers, and they're always a well, well supported team. And he, we all went nuts, and literally. When you went off the the like tunnel bit down to the dressing room was there were fans either side of it, and I can remember yeah. when I was coming off there. They were, I think they were about ready to fucking scrap with us. They were because we, I think they were going for the league or they're up there, and we we a little old luff but managed to get an equaliser last minute. And um, yeah, yeah, they wanted to rip our heads off. To be fair, because we gave it we give it some to them. But no, yeah, there's loads of ups and downs. There's been times where. Yeah, it has got in your head a bit, and then there's times where you've had you've had the last laugh. I think it it evens itself out a bit, really. Let's talk Hinkley United. Um, for I knew you, I knew you at the time. Uh, a very sort of out the blue move, wasn't it? Really, like. Um, were they going through? They were going through a bit of a tough time as well, weren't it, Hinkley? Yeah, is so that right, was, or is that is that a bit before, bit after? It was well, it was a bit bef- before they went through their tough time. So uh, yeah, so I was at Loughborough doing well, and and my manager Frex at the time. I think he'd uh, not Frex, sorry, uh, Clampy Scott Clamp. He'd. I think he'd played for the Inkley manager in the past. I think so. I think they, and he was Hinkley mm. anyway. So I think he knew knew Dean Thomas, the Inkley manager, quite well. And yeah, and I heard a few like like Clamby never spoke to him direct, but a few times people said, "Oh, Hinkley looking at you and all this." And I can't kind of thought, "Oh, don't kind of believe it." Do you know what I mean? Like cause they were like, yeah, yeah, two leagues higher, and I thought, nah, can't be right. And then I remember D, that Dean Thomas coming to down to a game and he was there watching and I thought oh but I was on the bench that game and yeah I was like oh shit I've missed my chance here like because obviously 
yeah, I was keen if it was if it was true to try and obviously step up if possible. So anyway, he came and watched the game and I was on the bench. And I remember that night just thinking, fucking hell, I blew my chance here. Like, yeah. and I think I came on for like 10 minutes and it was it was a cup game. So they'd made loads of changes and all that. So yeah, I didn't play. But I was like, oh, cheers then. And then I think the week later, like, he rang me whilst I was at work. And then... Um, mm. Obviously, this number came up. I didn't know. I was like, who's this? Just answered it. Um, and it was Dean Thomas out of the blue. And I hadn't even been like, Clampy hadn't told me or no one had told me he was going to get in touch. And he just rang me out of the blue. And he was like, oh, seen you play, had good reports, blah, 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 keen for you to come down sort of thing. And I was like, absolutely. But I remember coming off the phone, like, absolutely like buzzing, you know what I mean? Excited. Yeah. But I, had to, I had to tell him straight away but. Yeah, well, I'm buzzing. I want to sign, but I'm going Vegas next week. So I was like, literally going <laughs> Las Vegas the next week. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the timing couldn't have been any worse, really. I was like, yeah, going to step up like two leagues, which is hard enough anyway. And then like to have like come back off the back of Vegas, which is obviously one of them places where you don't go for a, a rest or a little no. break. You know no. I mean? no, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so I told him and today he was dead signed about it he was just like no that's absolutely fine you've already got it booked he said go enjoy yourself have a good one and then be off right and come back you know ready to yeah. go running sort of thing so yeah so okay, okay but did I listen did I did I act? no <laughs> so you okay, weren't sprinting that. down Vegas Strip was you <laughs> not the doggies down really Vegas Strip not for the not for the fitness. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, got back from there and nah, I probably I probably put on a stone in beer and alcohol. I was just like absolutely we, we caned it in Vegas. Um, yeah. I came came back and yeah, it probably ruined me a little bit to get me started because I was I was probably I weren't the, I've never been the fittest lad in the group or anything like that, you know, running that I've never, I've never been at the front, you know. And it yeah. probably probably weren't the wisest move, but it's like, well, I'm 21, I think I was 21, 20, 22, you know, um you gotta do what you gotta do, ain't you? Oh, 100 percent So I came back, yeah, got got started with got started with Hinkley and yeah, I was just buzzing to be a part. It was just a different, different level, even though it was still non-league, it, it, you know, it wasn't professional, it felt professional, it was definitely the most, you know, in men's football, most professional environment I'd been in, um, mm-hmm. sort of thing. And you just, you felt that, like, step up straight away. I remember, like, going to watch a game when I just got back and he invited me to come watch a game and, like, got there and they sorted me out like a, a like... I can't remember who sponsored us. I think it was Blue Square North or something like that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Them, big coach, you know what I mean? And like, I got there and some girl yeah. come running over with a coat and put me in like one of the padded seats and all that. It's a stupid little yeah, thing. Yeah, I yeah. remember just thinking, yeah, this this like, this is class sort of thing. Yeah. And then got obviously got training with them and whatever. Um, but I, I think for a number of reasons, I mean, I, I, I gave it a good shot and I gave it, gave it my all, but... I think ultimately it was just wrong, wrong time for me. Really, I think it. Yeah. I think it came a little bit too early. I think I was twenty-two. I'd not. I'd 
played a fair bit of football, but I've been, I was still learning my trade and that, if that makes sense. And yeah, I think, yeah, I remember feeling like, I think about the game when I was 20, like 24, 25 kind of thing, I would have, I would have approached it a lot differently. Um, yeah. But anyway, I gave it a good shot. I was obviously train, training there and then, um, but at the time, they, so they were in the relegation scrap, but they were having a wicked cup run at the time. So they were in the FA Trophy, I think it was. Yeah. yeah it wouldn't have been the FA Cup, I think it was the FA Trophy. And they were like knocking out like conference teams and they were obviously one big league below and they were like getting some big results. And, and I was cup tired because I'd already played for Loughborough. So I kept missing opportunities to be involved yeah. because of that. And then it, we had bad weather and stuff. So there were games getting called off anyway. So it just, it just took ages for me to make my debut. I was there for like a month and I, and or three or four weeks and I'd still, have, and I'm just like kind of making my debut. Yeah. Usually when you join a club, you, you play the next game, don't you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Quite frustrating in that sense. But yeah, first, first game come on away at uh, Halifax. And again, like there must've been four or 5,000 there. Like it was like, Huge crowd in like proper, proper club. Do you know what I mean? And like we mm. got that again. They were up up there at the time, going for the league and and playoffs and that. And we were near the bottom, so they were expected to win. And they did trances, to be fair. Um, mm. And I, I came on a sub for about the last fifteen. We were about four or five nil down anyway. But it was just good to get on anyway. Get fucking sent off, then I. I can remember, yeah. So. <laughs> First game, raring to go, buzzing, buzzing for it. And then, yeah, first game got, got sent off. And I was like, oh, my days. And it was around Christmas. So we had our Christmas due that night. Mm. And we were out in Leeds. Yeah, we were out in Leeds. And I just got absolutely hammered by the lads all night. Like, I remember like just getting so much banter for getting sent off first game. Obviously, Chris would do getting to know all the lads a bit more, obviously, away from football, away from training and games and that. And, yeah, just absolutely getting ruined because of it. But, yeah, it's one of them things, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you, you can name drop some people who was in that team, if anyone's still playing now in the game, if there's anyone knocking about. Yeah, there's, to be fair, quite a few lads saying that we were near the bottom and we were struggling. Quite a few lads went on because I, I kind of kept an eye out for how like some of them were getting on. Do you know what I mean? It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Players you played with or against and that in it to see how they're doing now. A few of them did did do well. Obviously, the the obvious ones, Andre Gray, like that. I mean, it's, it's I've done well. It's took me half an hour. It's an angel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good on you, mate. No, no, no. I've definitely been name dropping that. Yeah, I mean, he was obviously the biggest one to play. And yeah, he that night when we went out, mate, I'll never forget, we went out that night and he was just like giving it, well, everyone was, but like his first time, like I was obviously out with them and, and all that. And we had like our own table and that. And, you know, he, he was destined to be yeah, yeah, yeah. the way he was moving on that night. He was yeah. destined. But anyway, I remember we got back on the coach in the morning and he turned up an hour late. <laughs> so we're all, just, we're all just sat on this coach in the middle of Leeds. We're all hanging out our asses, wanting to go home. And we had to sit and wait for for him because yeah. he was obviously 
I don't know what he was up to the night before, but he's obviously been up to something. And then he just turned turned up an hour late for the fucking coach. And um, yeah, I just remember the managers tried to grill him about it, and he's just started. Just told him, I think he was still pissed to be fair. And he just told him to bore off. He just kept telling the gaffer to bore off. And I'm like, I'm tiptoeing around the gaffer, you know, like I'm like one of them that's tiptoeing around, yeah, yeah. like feel like a fish out of water, like new to that sort of thing. And then he's just like telling him to bore off on the coach when he's turned up an hour late. But yeah, wow. I think he would, he obviously knew he could get away with it because he was the best player. <laughs> Yeah, was he always going to make pro, do you think? I think so, yeah. Looking back on it now, obviously, easy to say it now, but and you don't, I didn't know at the time, you know, he wasn't a mm-hmm. big name big name to me at the time. I think we're in the club and whatever, he was on contract, he was the highest paid player. Yeah. He was the golden boy, he was, you know, everything was around him and now we're going to get him in on, on goal. And he was a class player, you know, he was no doubt about yeah. that. Whether, whether I thought it, Obviously, go all the way to playing the Prem. I mean, fair play to him. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah. It's a different it, route now, isn't it? People, that sort of conference. Then up you go, then up you go. It's not many players really do that. No, I think it's you know I mean? less and less now because the amount of clubs obviously investing in their academies and that, there's so much money yeah. going into the academies. They want to see a, a comeback for their money, don't they? So, you know... I think lads at non-league, there's loads of lads at non-league that are probably good enough, but just don't get the opportunity. Yeah. Don't get the opportunity. Whereas to him, he's had the he got given the opportunity, he took took it with both hands, really. So you can't yeah. can't say that. And so yeah, I I started so so then I just I didn't learn my lesson in terms of preparing and all that, but I think that and that's carried on with me all through my football, to be fair. Because I remember so I got sent off and then the next game was on Boxing Day, but I was not banned yet because it. I think it took a week to come through. So it yeah. was less than a week. So I could play that game. Then my free game ban kicked in. So I thought, well, I've sh- shut out here. I'm not going to be playing on Boxing Day. You know, the gaffer's probably not even going to put me in the squad. And anyway, I thought I'll have a good, good Christmas sort of thing. So I remember like Christmas Day, like, I was in the squad, but I thought, well, I'm definitely going to be on the bench because yeah, just been sent off. Blah blah blah. I'm not playing for the next three games, so he's, you know, I don't. I'm. Why would he play me? But anyway, he bells me like six o'clock Christmas Day, the manager, and like, <laughs> and I'm like already had about eight Coronas by then or something. <laughs> and I thought, oh shit! So I've like answered. I've put on like my my posh voice and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tried to act like play it cool and. Yeah, not had not had a top drop of alcohol and all that, and he just said, "How, how are you?" Kind of thing. Yeah, fine. I think I'd hurt my ankle in training like a few days before or something. He says, "Oh, how's your ankle? How's your ankle feeling?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, it feels fine. It's, swelling's come down. Feel fine." Blah blah. He says, "Well, that's good then, because you're starting tomorrow." And I was like, "What?" And like, didn't see it coming at all. And we were playing um, Nuneaton, Nuneaton Borough. Mm-hmm. So it was a big local derby for like Hinkley and Nuneaton. They were like, we've always been massive rivals over the, the years and that. Um, yeah. And yeah, remember me, me like saying that I was like, oh, better, better rain it in. So I think, I think I had another couple, couple more and then just get, and then just had an early night kind of thing. But I was like, absolutely buzzing to, buzzing to be told that. So I thought, oh, like, Boxing Day, 
big game derby, like with loads of people there. I remember it was at Hinkley, so it was that where I'm playing now. And I can remember mm. just around the whole edge of the pitch was just people around the whole whole like perimeter. Yeah. Like, I remember coming out warming up and it was like, yeah, this is class kind of thing. Because I think that's obviously before before that, the only other game with like that many fans was probably the week before when I got sent off at Halifax with loads of people there. But other than that, I'd never really played in front of like yeah. big crash, you know what I mean? And uh yeah, yeah, just yeah, I remember yeah, we drew one all. I got an assist actually. So another lad who stepped up, Danny, a lad called Danny Newton. He plays he plays Leeds. Oh, is it Stevenage now? Stevenage, that's right, yeah. So he's a Le- he's a Leicester lad anyway. And he Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I won I remember like because that's really my only game that I've made any like real contribution was it was that game and like, yeah I got an assist to him and he banked he banked a really good goal and we went one nil up and then Nuneaton Nuneaton pulled it back yeah they had that Wes York playing for them at the time yeah 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 and I he remember quite yeah he was the whole team talk for us was about him so he was obviously he was a big like, player at the time wasn't he big player at the time I think he was smashing it for Nuneaton he was only a young he was He'd probably, well, he's definitely younger than me, so yeah, he's younger than me. Can't remember how old he must have only must have only been about 18 at the time. Um, yeah, and there was, I think, there was a lot of scouts there watching him, blah blah blah. And the whole team talk was around him like, we put him in the stand if we have to, don't let him get the ball, like, blah blah blah. And I think we look, we what I remember, we did look after him that day, but they, yeah, they ended up getting an equaliser and it finished one all in the end. Um, but yeah, Danny Newton. Uh, there's another lad called Lloyd Lloyd Kerry. He plays for Harrogate Town. So okay. He, yeah, he's. I think they're they're League Two now, aren't they, Harrogate? So yes, they are. Yeah. So he's playing League Two. Like Danny's playing League Two. Um, just thinking of else. There's one or two more playing like high non-league for the whole thing, and just think, yeah, when you think about it, how did we? struggle it when we yeah mad isn't yeah but no nah, it was a good it was a good ex- good experience yeah and definitely yeah I was there till about February time and yeah obviously I had my suspension and then we the club we were on a, we were struggling at the time so he brought in I remember he brought in a like real experienced striker had been around the block and it kind of yeah stuffed any chances of me getting a run of games really yeah, um, I think I made like one more sub appearance, and it got to about Feb, and I was just like, "This ain't much fun." But all I was doing was like, because at that level, they made you like do running after the game if you hadn't come on and stuff like that. Yeah, it was like it was that sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I'm not, I weren't yeah. used to that, and I was having to stay out and do like doggies and, and that sort of shit, and that weren't me. I yeah, hated it really, and yeah, in the end, I kind of spoke to the gaffer and went back Loughborough the rest of the season I was luckily left on good terms with with them and was fortunate enough to to go back go back for the rest of the season really struggling I don't know where I'd have done or what I'd have done for the rest of the year but yeah I just went back went back there and then I think to be fair that's when Hinkley that summer because to be fair they said oh we want you back for a full pre-season in the summer mm. go back Loughborough have a run of games and come back with us in the summer and have a full pre-season but it just never materialised. The kind of their financial situation got worse, and then I was enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, nah, I've had I've had my shot. I didn't take it really. Let's let's move on, sort of thing. And to be fair, obviously, then not too long after the club went 
club went downhill and went bang, went under yeah, anyway. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it was a good, good experience. Um, I learned a lot. Definitely learned a lot from it, and um, yeah, in, in, I did enjoy it. You know. Yeah, I mean, like the lads I've been speaking to, and have all had like experiences it's never it's never been like all all brilliant sunshine goals 90 minutes it's like like you said you've been on the bench and stuff like that at Hinkley and stuff like I can imagine it's tough not getting not coming on for a game then having to do doggies after on the bloody pitch you know what I mean it's it's difficult yeah. but you pick up these experiences don't you yeah you do that's it it was I was just excited to be a part of it at first, you know what I mean? Like, it was the highest I've ever played and I thought, yeah, like, absolutely like buzzing to be a part of it. But then the more you don't play, especially when you're like that age, I was, like I say, 21, 22, you just want to play. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. yeah, you're not patient, you know. I think it's hard to be patient in football because everyone turns up on a Saturday t- to play footy. They don't turn up to sit on the bench or just do a bit of running afterwards, do they? You know, everyone plays football because they enjoy it and they want to play football. And when you're not, I think yeah. you get you get frustrated quite quickly in that, don't you? So, yeah, I went back Loughborough and then ended up, yeah, ended up going. So I had a season, so I had a full season at Loughborough after. Oh, OK, OK. And that was class, like, we had Clampy was still there. He had another guy called Scott Machin. Macho was his assistant or joint manager. And they're both good guys. I like, really enjoyed it. And then they just, like, resigned near the end of the season. Like, I don't know, about two months to go. They just jacked it in for some reason. I can't remember why. And um, Dave mm. Clay, you know him? Yeah, I've heard the name. I don't know if he's still managing now for someone. I think he's at... Um, I think he's at Saffron. Uh, Saffron, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's at Saffron, yeah. Mm. Well, I see him on Facebook yeah. uh, check, checking in at Saffron, so I presume so, unless he's just... Yeah. Uh, unless he's just a big, big fan, yeah. He, he loves the checking on Facebook, does Dave. Um, so, yeah, he took over for the last few weeks. He was doing a bit of coaching down, down Loughborough, and he, he took over, and then we got... Yeah, we got to the King Power that year. We lost to Colville in the West to be final. Um, and that was a good a good kind of season, really. I think we finished mid-table, solid season. I mean, Luff has always been sort of a mid-table club at that level. So if you finish mid-table, everyone's pretty happy. And there weren't that much yeah. pressure to yeah. kick on. And then, yeah, we're, unfortunately, we had the final at King Power, but we, we, lo- we lost to Colville in that. So then that summer, that's when... Tommy Brookbanks came in. So I knew of Tommy a little bit from previous, I think he was Stanford manager and I'd spoke to him about maybe going to sign for him over at Stanford, but it didn't, didn't happen in the end. But he came at Loughborough and I thought, oh, well, I've had a few dealings with him. And I'd be a, we had a good squad to fair start that season. Um, Nursey had came. So we had me, Nursey, and then I think we had... Lad called Bruno Holden, who was a good striker, who'd been around the block a bit, and Nat, yeah, Nat, Nat Watson, who could play up top. So we had some strong, strong kind of um, players in that area, and I was kind of in and out, in and out sort of thing. And and 
um, we'd played Lincoln because they were in the same league as Loughborough and Frex had, I think, had a word with Tommy and said, could we have him sort of thing. And yeah, ended up going, going over. I didn't want, at that time, I was still obviously only quite young. I didn't want to drop down any levels. So yeah, I either wanted to fight for a place at, at Loughborough or or kind of go somewhere that was in the same league sort of thing. So, I mean, Lincoln was a fair bit of travel, but at the same time, I was only, what, 24, 25. I, I weren't that fussed about a bit of travel and it meant staying, playing at the league I was in and 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 what have you said, which was what I wanted to do. So I ended up signing then, but it was kind of like a loan. Like Tommy didn't want me to fully go. He says, go there and then come, come back to us sort of thing, like either later in the season or at the end of the season. So, yeah, went went there for a few months and that that was, I was well happy I did that. Lincoln was, again, just a proper club. Do you know what I mean? It was like, I don't think I'd yeah, have been yeah. Lincoln up until I signed from. I didn't even, I'd never even been to the place. Mm. Um, but just nice, good town, play, like nice place, got, and yeah, good good football club, and then end up end up going there. Um, really enjoyed it, and and to be fair, it was my sort of club. They were like proper enjoyed it after the games. You know, once the game had finished and we'd got out of the changing room, it was like we'd forgotten about if we'd lost or what. You'd have a good like social in the clubhouse and that sort of thing, and that's what I really enjoyed as well. You know what I mean? I've I've been lucky enough in a lot of the teams I've been in we've had just great like social aspects to it and like yeah good bunch it does of help doesn't it it's always sometimes when you see some clubs and you go in the clubhouse after and they're hardly talking to each other and like the lads yeah. and half of them are drinking like fucking Lucas Aids and you might have one or two that have a beer but it's just like proper dead atmosphere you know what I mean and yeah, yeah. enough there weren't many times where I had that sort of sort of thing in the main it was like you're in the clubhouse after for a few and that sort of thing. And there was there was some five and drives down that A46, aren't I? <laughs> yes, it's not a bad road to be fair. If you're it's gonna straight, do it, you're going to straight, you're gonna, yeah. go down the 40, straight down the 46, isn't it? Straight down the 46, <laughs> you were, yeah, it kind of, it was lucky with that, that sort of road, really, because if it was you know all over the place I think I'd have been been struggling a bit but yeah it was uh, it was good crack at Lincoln and then I was there for about three or four months and then it was a two-way thing really I think they cut the budget a bit because um, I think they were safe by then Link- Loughborough were a better team than Lincoln but Link- Lincoln weren't yeah. bad they were lower down than Loughborough and I think once they got safe and that I think they chopped the budget a little bit and it weren't really doable then for me to go over there, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, but I had a good time. It was good to get back with Frex after uh, the Shep Shed thing. And, yeah, we uh, we had a good few months. We pulled some good results because there's some big, big teams in the league at the time who were chucking, like, serious, serious dough about. And we pulled... Yeah. Number one, we smashed Belper... Um, Belper Town one week and like they were like one of the big boys and I think we, we like, beat them three or, three or four one and it was like quite a big result for for us but yeah we had we had a good good few months really um, but that was that yeah and then went back went back to Luff, 
Loughborough. Um, it was lucky, actually. I remember, I didn't want to just go back to Loughborough and just be in the same boat as I was in at the start of the season, you know, like not playing and being in and out sort of thing. But Nursey, I remember he was doing the London Marathon and he was doing loads of training for that. So he would knock him football on the head a bit for a few months. So it can't work quite well for me because... Yeah, I was able to go back and then, you know, have a run of games rather than mm-hmm. in and out, in and out because of the competition. So, yeah, it worked quite nicely. Um, and yeah, went back, went back there for the rest of that season, and then, and then it was an eventful time from there. After that, so that's yeah. Brookbank stays on, but it brings in, brings in some bloke from. Nottingham as as the chair as a new chairman, yeah. And this guy from this guy from Nottingham, he was just like I don't know how to describe him, but he was like not a jippo, but a bit. Well, he was a bit of a jippo to be fair, but he was like, yeah, he was a weird character. And he took over as chairman of Loughborough. I think Frank, the chairman at the time, wanted to pass on the reins, and he gave it to him dead cheap or something. And he came in as chairman, and I don't know how Tommy, yeah. Knew. He came in. His name was Vaughan. Name was Vaughan. And yeah, just dead, just a dead weird bloke. And uh, he brought his kids along and his kids were a bit weird and all. It's just a dead, yeah, dead weird setup. Anyway, he came in promising the world to everyone. And then we had a good squad. Like Tommy had improved the squad and uh, got us all like dead, like in the frame of mind like yeah we want to try and go for the league this year and like I'm not here to mess about and he really wanted to like you know go for it sort of thing and we had we had a good 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 squad and anyway we um, got to about mid-September or something late September and we still haven't or early October we still haven't been paid and yeah every week with one character he'd be like having it off in the in the clubhouse like dead loud and whatever in character and all that but like he, worked, he, he didn't pay any of the lads and like every week we kept saying yeah you'll get it next week you'll get it next week you'll get it next week and this went on for like eight weeks ten weeks or something like that yeah got the where everyone was just like oh what the hell's going on it was just dead fucking weird and yeah out of nowhere he just vanished <laughs> he just did a runner so basically what he'd been doing is takes sucking as much cash out of Loughborough as he could for as long as he could until it got to a stage where we weren't going to take it anymore which had gone well over what we should have anyway I mean eight weeks ten weeks is ridiculous because we used to get paid weekly and yeah and we'd waited that long but we we did it in good faith because he was there every week it weren't like he weren't turning up he was there in the clubhouse and he was like lads next week let's see and Tommy was saying yeah I've been told you'll get it next week and it just kept going on and on and then it obviously just taken as much money out of the till and much money on the gate as he could and then just fucked off. And we're all there, like, with the best squad Loughborough's had in probably ever. Yeah. Like, so we were top. We were top of the Evo, yeah, top, top of the Evo stick. And we haven't been paid for, like, 10 weeks. <laughs> That's mad, isn't it? Mad, mate. So what happened? I take it, obviously, people left and... Yeah. Or they so... stick it stick with it. Nah, so it so then Tommy got offered the Colville job, um, and yeah, he he 
he went, he, you know, he's going to, Colville obviously come in and offered him a good, good thing, good deal. And they've got obviously a really good chairman. Um, and he took it and disappeared over to Colville. And he took, took four of our best players with him, to be fair. I think it was four, maybe five. So he'd ripped half the team out. And we were, like I say, we yeah. were top, top at the time. But we lost Nat Watson. We lost a lad called Brad Munn, who's he's back at Loughborough now. But um, yeah, we lost Brad Munn, he, he was a really good player. Um, Ellis Story, I think he he was a defender. He was really good, and a yeah. couple of others. And like we ended up just having like me and Shory left. <laughs> we had a few. We had like I think Mitch Williams was there at the time. We had one or two others, but we had off. Of like, all the best, like what you'd class as, as our real top players, they all, all left. Uh, mm-hmm. And and basically, um, we were like, oh, well, where does this leave us? And then remember Lee Morris? I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he stepped in, um, so he was on the coaching staff and he was meant to go to Colville with Tommy, um, yeah. But he stepped in and took over as as manager, and obviously he was good because he'd played for Derby and Leicester. He was, yeah. I mean, he'd been he'd been there and done it, sort of thing. He was just a dead, dead nice, nice bloke. Like, still got him on social media now. Like, I think he lives in like Canada now, but just proper nice, nice guy. Do you know what I mean? Even though he played at the top, yeah. top level, he had no ego. He, like, just a proper sound bloke, bloke, and obviously. We're left with half a squad, like little budget and that sort of thing. But yeah, he came in and, and steadied the ship. I mean, like it's funny shit because he came in and we're like top of the league. So like, yeah, coming in on a weird, well weird situation because you never, you know, you're in the mix, but at the same time, you know, realistically, it's only going to go, go down. You're going to go one down way. places. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. But it was real, yeah, real enjoyable season. So that must have been like October time. And then, yeah, rest of the season, I stuck it out till the end of the season. Uh, Shorey did. And that's when Shorey had that little goal at um, Stafford Rangers, actually. That was under, under Lee. Um, and we was, yeah, we had a good laugh, like, because there was no pressure on us. Do you know what I mean? Like, we were just seen as, like, tall of the Luffer Dynamo, back, like, the committee and that. They were just yeah. buzzing out of team still because it could have could have folded or you don't know what could have happened. Yeah, it could have killed him off, couldn't it? Yeah, so it was just buzzing to be still going and we because we'd had such a good start, we, we weren't really at threat of getting relegated or anything like that. So it was quite, a, you know, not much pressure really. And to be fair, Lee Morris, because of his Derby connections, we were training at Derby's training ground as well. So that was like... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's well nice around Indoor thing over there. And it was like, so you were buzzing going training on a nice surface indoor and whatever. And... um no, it was a good for the circumstance. It was a good, good season. Like, and I think with what happened, just pulled all the lads together, and we had a good social side and, and what have you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Sometimes they're the best seasons, aren't they? Oh, definitely, man. You want you want to win honors. You want to win pots and pans and stuff. But if you can't win them, that's probably like the next best thing you can do is have a good social, few beers, enjoy it good changing room oh, if you have a good changing room it looks after itself doesn't it yeah definitely I totally agree if, if you it's they're the memories you remember like 
in the future, I think. You don't, like, remember as much of the trophies you won. Like, they're nice to have as well, but the memories you make of the people, in it, the trophies yeah. ain't people, but people are people, and you get to, you make friends out of it, you, you make memories out of, like, changing rooms, I think. and Yeah, 100%. I'd say, yeah, it's nearly as, well, it's as important as, like you say, winning stuff and what have you, really. Mm. So after Loughborough, it was Shepshed. Who was manager at Shepshed at the time? Yeah, so it got to the end of that season, obviously, with what had happened. And then I think they managed to raise a bit more money in that. And so the budget went up and they were starting to try and bring their own players. Whereas the season before, they were just happy getting a team out. But then Lee Morris yeah. and the bloke you were doing with it, Jay, um, were looking to bring in some new players and stuff. And they asked me to stay and wanted me to stay. But at, at the time, I thought of... I felt like it was a bit of a half-hearted attempt um, to keep me. I think they brought Hart in that summer and he'd been playing lower league and been bagging. So he, yeah. he stepped up to Loughborough and so did Luke, Ed, Luke Edwards, I think, signed or had already been. I can't remember. Yeah, I think he signed that summer as well. So they brought in some more strikers and that. And I just thought, kind of, ready for a change yeah I've been at Loughborough on and off for quite a few years now I had a lot of different yeah. managers and gone through a lot of different changes and whatever I was just ready for a fresh fresh challenge really and a fresh yeah fresh start and then that's when Folly yeah Folly and Jeff Stocking took over Shepshed and kind of Jeff Stocking had a bit of a reputation didn't he locally he was yeah like, I mean, Jeff's a great bloke. I ain't got a bad word to say about him from my experience with him. I think he's a sound bloke. And, uh, but he liked, I think he liked chucking the cash about by all accounts at local local level, didn't he? Um, yeah. And he came in at, he came in at Shepshed with Foley. Um, and it just looked dead exciting from the outside. I remember like thinking like, they were like, kept signing loads of players and like, they said they wanted to go for the league and I just thought, yeah, it looks real good, exciting thing to be a part of. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I got a call or a message or something off. I think it was Stocking to begin with. I can't remember. I might have been follow it, but I spoke to one of them and said, would you fancy it? Um, I think Nobby had put a word in with Folly, actually, because I think Folly says, oh, what mm. do you think And I think Nobby had put a, a word in. And then, yeah, that's how it come about, really. So it was a bit of a funny one. But, yeah, I went down and, like, loved it straight away. It was just like, I think Carl Brennan was taking pre-season and, like, he puts on good sessions. And then, yeah, it was just a, def- just a good good vibes down there, really. And I thought, yeah, why yeah. not? Why not? So signed on with them. But, again, that was an eventful, eventful time again, really. So, I mean, I'm just looking at been through some gaffers to be fair yeah so folly so folly and jeff were joint managers but then jeff so we started well we were flying we were were near the top i think we were top and we were and we like obviously with jeff chucking in quite a bit of money of his own as well as the budget we had a big budget you know what i mean so i think target promotion you know want to get the club up and yeah the only thing is that season we ran into hereford yeah and that's when obviously hereford had just started up again from going bust and they they had unlimited funds they were like signing lads two or three leagues higher you know 
that shouldn't have really been playing at that level. And, and no, I think it got to got to about October, and we were still we were still in the mix, but only like that. Only them days. I don't. I think it's still the same now. Only like one or two teams go up. I it's think shit. it was one. You know, I think it was just one that season. It's just a bit shit. Yeah. You know what I mean, like mm. I've, that's one thing I've never under, understood in like in like non-league why they don't do playoffs at every league. Like they should do. Mate, it'd be well more exciting. Like rather, yeah, rather than do like just one goes up or two goes. Up. If it's one, obviously you can only do the top one. But if there's two or more, why wouldn't you do a playoff? Like, yeah, it's, it's weird, really. That yeah. So if you, we were still up in the mix, but I don't think I think we were a bit behind Hereford or whatever or whoever was top at the time. And I think Jeff, Jeff decided he wanted to pull his cash out, so. He stepped down. He didn't want to put in anymore. But he was paying a few of the Leicester lads like out of his own pocket and topping them up, sort of thing. So that meant they like followed like Duffy and one or two others. Yeah, um, Levi Porter there. Yeah, or... yeah, Levi. So we had Levi, uh, Duffy. They both quickly left when Jeff did. Um, and yeah, just left. Left fully, fully in charge. Um, but yeah, that's when. So then, Folly was obviously on his own. He brought in Jimmy Gray. Yeah, he brought in Jimmy Gray as his assistant or coach, or yeah, as assistant really, um, to help him out. But then, what started as a season like dead exciting, and we were going for the league. We had a really good squad, um, and you know, two managers, blah, 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 soon end up with Stocking leaving and then and then uh, into New Year, then Folly left as well. Oh, so wow. both the blokes I'd signed for didn't even make one, one season. Folly had to jack it because of work commitments, I think. And, and Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love playing for Folly. Obviously, you know Folly is a great guy. Um, yeah, he is, yeah. And yeah, really good manager, really good coach and yeah, just thoroughly enjoyed enjoy playing playing he's just a good person isn't he yeah you just warm to him straight away don't you yeah 100% as a player like there's managers I've warmed to straight away and there's managers that I've just hated and there's been managers that I've disliked but I've put up with and all sorts but just with Folly he was like one that you can tell he's one of the good guys do you know what I mean and it was sorry to see sorry to see him go really when he jacked it I think it was like about three quarters of the way through season. Um, and I think we were out the running to if I think if only champions went up, we were, we were never going to win it from there. Um, yeah. That might have had a bearing on his decision. I don't know. But yeah, he he, he called it, called it then. Um, and and Jimmy took took over as manager then to the end of the season. We end to be fair, we end up finishing fourth. Um which in normal times, you know, fourth, you'd, like I say, that'd be like a playoff position, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's a great finish, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that's, again, with some good good teams in the mix. But yeah, we finished season well, we finished fourth and I personally had a really good season that year. So I was dead dead chuffed from a, a personal point of view and it was just, yeah, good, a good, good club to be back at really. Obviously, I've been there before, I just enjoyed everything about the club. Um. But then Jimmy at the end of the season, I think, was given the job permanently um, as manager. I mean, Jimmy was a good good bloke. We had 
we had a good again got no not bad words to say about Jimmy he's a good good guy yeah. and I think he's a better coach and better assistant than a manager if I'm honest yeah um, but he was he was a good guy got on well with him I'd have a beer with him tomorrow if I saw him sort of thing do you know what I mean he's, mm-hmm. he's a sound bloke and he he got the job permanently and kind of had his own ideas and stuff but I stayed signed on stayed there for the next season um, but again Jimmy Jimmy was doing what Stocking was doing a bit Jimmy was paying out his own pocket uh, yeah so he was he was bringing some random players some random players up this lad from Birmingham turned up and he was like, he won like the golden boot at like two leagues higher like the season before or something. Yeah. And he's rocked up at Shepshares. And you're just thinking, what, what's he doing here? Like, was it Shane Benjamin? No, it was him as well. He was another yeah. one. No, no. Well, he, yeah, to be fair, he won, I think he won golden boot at the league. He we scored were in. some goals. Yeah. yeah. He banged a lot of goals in the past, but it weren't him. I was on about it. It was better, a lad called Ben Hazley. Right, um, he played like Hales Owen and like scored for fun. He was like one of them players. Like, I think every time I played against him, he'd, he'd score against us for like Loughborough and that. He was just goal machine. And yeah, um, yeah he like rocks up. And you got Shane Benjamin rocking up, and all sorts. You're thinking, what's going on here? I know, obviously, wow. I know why they were there because they were getting weighed in, but you just thinking, what's going on here? Like, the club just was sort of changing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, I, I'd had a really good season, season before, like with Folly, Jeff, and then Jimmy. I scored like 26, 27 goals and done well. And then I started, just, I started quite slow the next season. And I remember just didn't hit the ground running, was struggling for form and that sort of thing. And then Jimmy was bringing in these lads, and it was like fucking hell. Might as well, might as well tell me to fuck off now, sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> But I had a good relationship with Jimmy. Like I say, we'd, we'd been like on trips together. Like we went MAGA that summer. Uh, end of season, do had a right novel. And the problem with Jimmy, I think he was too matey with the lads. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He was, he was um, he weren't really a manager. He was more of like your mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not good, is it? It can have, it can have its issues as well as its benefits. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, <laughs> So I ended up wanting just to play. Like I was like out of the team a bit. And I was like, oh. and I went fucking Dunkirk for a bit. Yeah. But mate, it was like another fucking Barry Baker scenario, mate. <laughs> How did you get to Dunkirk then? Because they was East Midlands counties at the time. Is that right? Yeah, so they were East Mids, but they... They they were like fancied, I think, in that league. They were like wanting to get promoted. And yeah, Rod's the manager, Paul Rodden. I think he's another one who's got deep pockets. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like he he like we never trained, mate. So I went over there and like I fucking trained about once in eight weeks. And I was like, what's going on it? I've always been at teams where you've trained and, and yeah, proper. Proper, like, yeah. And I like training, do you know what I mean? That's something I enjoy. I enjoy, like, breaks your week up, doesn't it? You know what I mean? And yeah. 
yeah, we, it was so, so weird that was, mate. Like, you literally got, I was only there for like six, eight weeks and he got through some players he did. I turned up every year. I fucking didn't know half of them. He just yeah. got a new, new dressing room every week when we, if we lost, you'd turn up next week and all like seven new players. And they were like, they were like coming from like Doncaster and that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ridiculous, they were like, oh, hey, up, mate, you're local. And he's like, Nah, I travelled down from Donny. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like the people come, but like, what what are the players doing coming from actual? You say Doncaster to Nottingham. It's it's Mate. just mad, isn't it? Like, would people do that for like for that league as well? Like, yeah, it's not like like a great standard. It's you know an okay standard, but not nothing special, is it? And you know, it's. Yeah, no one should be travelling from Doncaster to play in East no. Mid- to play in East Mid- Counties. And then, yeah, mate, it was a, a mad few weeks down there. Um, and yeah, I ended up like saying, look, mate, just get training or like, I've got to go. And it, he like, took it a bit personal, I think, and was like, oh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to bring in bringing younger lads now and, and all this. But it never, it never did it. And then, mate, it was bizarre, mate. It was so bizarre. Mm-hmm. And especially for, like I say, he's got deep pockets and you think he'd want his money's worth. Like, Oh, yeah. Get the lads graf- grafting a bit. Yeah. But there were none of that. It I think, was... um, like, Nottingham, the Nottingham players go from club to club, don't they, I think. You look on, like, the stats and stuff like that. Like, when I was in the Eastman of Ingles they go from club to club they move all around because there's loads of them so I don't know like what sort of the issue was with players and I think they just go and bounce around yeah there's a lot of, there's a lot of clubs around that area ain't there mm. it's easily easily done and like I said lads ain't patient in football like they want to be playing playing every week and if you're on the bench for like two weeks they just fuck off to another they're gone We've got the options just to go to another club down the road, ain't there? Yeah. Yeah, ain't as much like that around here. Question for you. Yeah. Do you think there's some people in the game that because they have, call it disposable income, that makes them a manager and that they can pull in the best of local players and not necessarily the best manager? or not qualified enough, do you think there's, there, there is genuine people that, or are these people that come in are actual genuine managers that are good coaches and just come across money and then they want to use that money to match their coaching skills, do you know what I mean? Or is there yeah. people that's absolute blaggers? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I think it's a bit of both. I think, I think it's more probably the ones that, ain't got much of a clue but I've got the dough I do genuinely mm. think that I think if you've got the dough and you're willing to spend it a lot a lot of like local non-league clubs will listen because at the end of the day it's, it's saving them a few quid or yeah it's adding to what they can uh, prepare to like chuck in so why wouldn't you listen if you're a club like and but at the same time it can do you wrong because if they if if the person who's got the dough ain't got a clue, then it ain't it ain't gonna work. Do you know what I mean? 
No. So I think it's a little bit both. I'd say there's probably is some managers that have genuinely probably got a bit of a, a clue, but they're just lucky enough to have a few quid and and they want to want to use it on on that. Yeah, each, each yeah. to their own. You can't tell people how to uh, spend their own money, but it's a weird one for me. It's a weird yeah, one you don't Ridiculous. as an individual, you don't really get the comeback for that. I can understand clubs like chucking at it because they get to get promoted and up, but individually you, you're lucky if you stay at a club for that long if that makes sense you know you soon turfed out if it goes wrong yeah or you know you move on yourself when you get fed up chucking money and so i don't from an individual point you buy that much success whereas clubs can buy a bit of success i guess if they get that promotion and they get that bit of you know get that higher up where yeah. they want to be but i never can never work out why like managers want to chuck in chucking their own money like I think it is genuinely just because they it's all they can do to get no. to, that, to that level to that level sort of thing 